Google I.O. adds even more utility to search. It's Monday, May 13th, 2019. All of that is coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 363 of Brave Ad World. New consumers. New media. New strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 363 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and we have a lot to talk about this week, mostly one big story, and that story is Google I.O. So Google held its annual developers conference this week, better known as Google I.O. The event included, as expected, a lot on the future of Google, including updates on voice assistants, maps, home speaker tech. But the biggest implication for marketers at least, has to do with updates to the privacy tools on Chrome and Search. So now users of Chrome, they'll be notified on websites that they visit uh, how how cookies they accept are going to be used. So they'll be notified how those cookies will be used. And users will be given more tools to decide which cookies they accept and which they don't. Obviously, this is a big deal for advertisers looking to track users, but it's also a really big deal for ad platforms that are able to that are able to charge more for highly targeted ads. Without cookies, those highly targeted ads, they become much more difficult, which benefits Google because it still has the ability to track users and deliver highly targeted ads. So so while Google is limiting others, it's kind of still maintaining its competitive advantage. It's also giving users more control to protect themselves from Google tracking. So They are doing a little bit there. They're expanding incognito mode. So now a toggle will display, will be available in Chrome to make browsing anonymous. So you'll be able to quickly switch into incognito mode within Chrome. And the incognito feature is also being expanded to search in maps. So this means places searched and locations navigated to, they won't be associated with user profiles when incognito mode is turned on. There's also other news. Search now has an AR component. So when users search for certain products, links will display on their mobile devices that make an AR version of that product appear, kind of allowing users to inspect things a a bit more closely, see how it looks and look underneath it, around it in an AR point of view. Finally, Google Assistant has gotten an update making it much faster and and Duplex for Google Assistant has gotten an upgrade to do more complicated requests to not only make appointments, which Google showed off last year, but now it can do other things like book car rentals. So as with any other IO event, there was a lot revealed. Google is clearly doing what it can to join Apple in limiting web tracking, and it's trying to pay the same lip service, at least as Facebook, by emphasizing privacy. Now, that's going to be particularly interesting as the year unfolds because because Google appears to really be positioning itself as the arbiter of privacy by placing most of the limits of user tracking on third parties and fewer on itself. So it's kind of the policeman without really uh, limiting itself all that much. There were some really exciting announcements, though. Google bringing AR into search, turn, 
turns what's been a novelty on Snapchat and Instagram into something that's much more utilitarian to help users. And what Google is doing with Google Assistant shows just how impressive that platform is. Uh, Amazon, they should probably be a little bit concerned with their Echo devices and A, LEXA technology and Siri. Uh, poor, poor Siri. All right, uh, that is it for the week's main stories. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits or I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that didn't get discussed earlier. First up, Facebook is now allowing users to book appointments through Facebook and Instagram through Facebook and Instagram. Businesses looking to integrate the feature, they can edit their profiles to add the book now action button. Users who book an appointment, they're automatically moved to Messenger to confirm the details. Twitter is expanding the ability to tweet GIFs to retweets. So now when users retweet, they can add reaction GIFs to those retweets. Now, Twitter's had GIFs for some time, and the reason for holding back on allowing them in retweets is likely related to their potential to clutter user timelines. But they're part of the Internet's language, so it makes sense to see them make their way into retweets. Instagram is going to start using Facebook's third-party fact-checking initiative to demote content shared on Instagram that's factually inaccurate. Currently, the effort is a test for Instagram, but if it proves to lower the amount of misinformation on the platform, which I have no doubt that it will, it's going to be expanded. Misinformation will not be removed from the platform, but it will not show up on hashtag search pages or in the Explore tab. Facebook announced updates to the factors that will influence how much videos are distributed across user news feeds, Facebook Watch, and video recommendations. So the focus of the factors is intent and repeat viewership, and these are tied to three metrics, loyalty and intent, video and viewing duration, and originality. So what this means is videos that keep users coming back and engaged for an extended period of time, they'll be emphasized, as will videos that are not repurposed videos from other sources. Google Music has now has more than 15 million subscribers, some of which are paying and others who are still on promotional trials. 15 million, it still pales in comparison to Spotify's 100 million subs- total subscribers and Apple's 50 million paying subscribers, but it's a start for Google, which has had trouble in the past getting users to pay for any of its services, really. And speaking of Spotify, Spotify is testing an update to its app that puts an emphasis on podcasts. Users in the test have access to two primary and prominent tabs, music and podcasts. So the move appears to be Spotify capitalizing on the $400 million it spent this year on three podcasting companies as it tries to diversify user listing behavior from just music to more podcasts, which Spotify doesn't have to pay royalties on when it actually owns the companies behind those podcasts. So makes sense get them listening to more podcasts. All right, that is it for episode 363 of Brave Bad World. Quick episode this week. Before I let you go, I want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to bravebadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at twigert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. You can also find my personal thought and insight on marketing at braveadworld.com. It's a little quiet there right now, but I'll get to it eventually. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.